We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Beverly Hills 90210 is rated TV 14. We will not be using explicit language, but many topics discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for children under 14. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. Spoiler warning, if you haven't actually watched the episode for this week yet, we are going to be discussing important plot points. So if you don't want spoilers, go watch the episode now and then come back and listen to our podcast episode. Yeah, Hannibal does not like spoilers. I really don't. Okay, so we have a couple of announcements here. First of all, we would like to give a major shout out to whoever our Canadian listeners are. It looks like we have a few new listeners in Canada, in British Mm -hmm. Columbia area. So whoever you are, welcome. We're so glad you guys found us. Yay. Uh, From looking at our analytics, it seems, Hannibal, that they have been going back, or somebody has been going back and listening to a lot of our episodes from the very beginning, even. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry. The sound is not (laughs) great, but I admire you for... Yeah. Pushing through. Your perseverance is very impressive, whoever you are. And it's greatly appreciated. It really is. So whoever you are out there listening in Canada, we would love to hear from you. So drop us an email back to the peach pit at gmail.com or go to our blog site, which is back to the peach pit.weebly.com. Ooh, we did that in unison. Ooh. That was awesome. Yay. Uh let's see. You can go on any of the socials and find us back to the Peach Pit. We're there. Again, number two, not the word two. Yep. Uh, or you can even leave us a voice message, which is, uh, I believe the link for the voice messages is embedded into these show notes here. Yeah, it should be. So however you feel like reaching out, we would love to hear from you. Please make sure if you would like us to give you a shout out on the air specifically or to share your message, voice that info in your message to us we will not share if you do not give us permission to share because we want to respect your privacy so i'm not sure if there's any other announcements let me think here wasn't there that one other thing like somebody followed us on twitter (gasps) that's right oh oh okay so really cool thing happened as we've mentioned before we do have the socials out there Mm -hmm. we have some you know a handful of followers on uh facebook we have a few on Instagram, and we got our first Twitter follower this week. Ooh. And it's actually from, it's called 90210 Hunts. Okay. And I just wanted to give them a real quick shout out here. So 90210 Hunts, they're doing virtual hunts inspired by our favorite TV zip code. It's a holiday hunt that's been only going on from December 17th through December 21st. So by the time this episode comes out, it will be done. But... We were very excited that that page followed us. Yeah. So as I was looking through it, I noticed that it was run by somebody called at Media Melanie. I'm like, that sounds really familiar. So I clicked on her name and Melanie, who runs Media Maven Melody. So she is a producer of the 90210 show, which is a podcast hosted by Charles Rosen. Oh, one of our favorite executive producers. (laughs) We love Charles Rosen. We do. We speak very highly of him, as I'm sure everyone's heard in our previous episodes. Yes. But she's the producer of, of his show. Well, that's really cool. And she co-hosts the 90 News that runs on every Friday on his podcast. Well, that's really cool. So, Melanie, if you're listening to this, thank you for following us. We appreciate it. You completely made our day, just saying. Made our week, just yeah, about. <laughs> absolutely. We were floating on a cloud like, oh my goodness. Thank you. So, I think that's all the news we had. I think that's everything. Are we ready to jump in? Let's do this. Yay. All right. Season 1, episode 13, Slumber Party. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, before we get started, Hannibal, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> so, we are recording this in advance because yes. it's Christmas coming up real soon here, and we want to spend some time with our families. So, it's better to just stay ahead. Yes. But we wanted to make sure, since this episode is coming out the first Monday of 2021, 
We wanted to wish everybody a happy new year. Happy new year. And hey guys, we're done with 2020. Oh, thank goodness. Let's 2020 is gone. Let's hope 2021 is a little bit better. Really? I, I'm but, afraid to say that. But see, there were also some great things that happened in 2020. It really was. Okay, so a funny 2020 commercial. I know this is completely off topic, but it kind of is not at the same time. Okay. So we watch these episodes on Hulu. We've mentioned that. Of course. One of the Hulu ads that came up, I don't, it was from some dating service. I don't know. To be honest, I didn't pay attention to which one, but the commercial was so funny. Okay. It was. Wait a minute. I think I know which one you're talking about. Right? The devil was, was dating. It was a, Match. Was it Match? It was I had match. no idea. Who, match, if that was you. Was dating 2020. Bravo. So the yeah. chick's name was 2020. And they were going, she was going on a date with the devil and how. And they were doing these like chaotic things and like destroying things. And then right? eventually. He's tried to date other years before and it, it was never worked out. And he tried to cause chaos and it was okay, but. Man, 2020, that's, they got along so well. <laughs> and they, they oh. met through match, apparently. Yes. So. Every single time when watching this episode, I went back and watched again, and every commercial break through Hulu, I was <laughs> laughing so hard. Just had to give that. I've been getting a lot of this one family that they get a bunch of Nerf guns for <gasps> their son. And, I saw that too. And then they just start having a Nerf battle and then the kid comes in like, I thought I heard something and they have to like hide, hide the Nerf, the Nerf guns. guns behind their back. Yes. And then he walks like, yes. Because he knows. And I would do that. Okay. Okay. So we've had a lot of fun, but I suppose we should get started with what we're really here to discuss. I will, I suppose. As much as we enjoy catching up. All right, season one, episode 13, Slumber, Slumber Party. While looking for some action, Brandon and Steve become the marks in a con. Brenda has a sleepover with all the girls, wherein the revealing of their darkest secrets threatens to destroy all the relationships the girls have with one another. That sounds so dramatic. It was so dramatic, though. It, it was really dramatic, but I feel like... The description is more dramatic than what actually happened. I Whatever. feel like it was perfect. Their darkest secrets threatened to destroy everything. And really, I'm like, it was. Andrea, that's true. Kelly, there. <laughs> it's Donna? still, still, but destroy everything. Seems it a could bit. have. <laughs> Shush. I feel like that's a little Moving bit on, ignoring you, ignoring you. It's like <laughs> it's not like Brenda levels of overdramatic, but it's like Steve levels of overdramatic. I think Steve's more dramatic than Brenda, to be honest. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so we start off at the Walsh house, and everyone is asking Brenda. I thought you gave up slumber parties in junior high, dude. You're never too old for a slumber party. I love a good slumber party. I was really frustrated and irritated with. And I know it's because that's what really happens. Teenage girls who think that they're cooler, more mature than that. And slumber parties are for little kids. Ugh. You're never too old for slumber parties. No. I love slumber parties. They're so fun. Getting to wake up in a room with all of your best friends. Right? That's so much fun. And they're in high school still. They should be still yeah. doing fun, innocent stuff like that. But Beverly Hills. I don't care. I was really proud of Brenda, I've got to say. Who wrote this episode? I don't remember. Darren Star. Darren Star. The main man. I can tell. <laughs> the main man, Darren Star. I can tell. It's. I was literally thinking this one had to have been written just based on the story, the feel, how Brenda's vibe is. I'm like, this was written by either Darren Star or Charles Rosen. Yeah. Because well, those two, oh. They do a really good job. The way that they write the characters, I really do enjoy. Well, because to them, it's like they... They live and breathe these characters. They created them. It's like, this is their babies. As a, as a writer, I can understand that. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was pretty sad how everyone was just so anti-slumber party. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Slumber parties are great. But again, as we were saying, I'm really proud of Brenda. She yeah. stayed on it and she's like, no, we're doing this. It's not a slumber party. She had to name it something else to get their attention and get them there. Mm. Bravo, Brenda. So as the kids are at school discussing it... And Andrea tells Brandon that she has a women's conference tonight at your house. 
Audrey is going to the slumber party. <laughs> yes. And Brandon's like, you're going to her slumber party? And she's like, it's not a slumber party. So, again. I love that she called it a conference. Yes. That was a adorable. Women's conference. That's so Andrea. So Andrea. David and Scott, of course. Mostly David. Mostly David. But they overhear, David and Scott overhear Kelly and Brenda and Donna talking about this not slumber party. And I believe, I believe it was Kelly that asked if they could invite some guys to come over later. Yes, it was and, Kelly. But, and of course David hears that and goes, well, I'm going to be one of those I'm guys. I'm going to crash it. Yep. Oh, David. Oh, David. That <laughs> kid. <laughs> so, Stephen Brandon, though, are just like, Brandon's got to get out of the house. He's like, I'm not going to be there. I'm not one to there. We're going to be out of there. So, they make plans to go out together to a club and oh. pick up some girls. And... Pick up some girls. Oh, my goodness. I did I did love when they run into the girls in the hallway and Brenda disses Steve to his face. <laughs> that was kind of funny to me. Cause it, that was great. Again, it's... We've, we've talked about that in one of the last couple of episodes, yeah. about how we're starting to see more interactions between the whole group and different combinations of people and seeing some of their friendships be more than just, we happen to be in school together. Yeah. You know? It's kind of cool. I'm really enjoying it. Very much so. Definitely getting to a point in, this, in the series where it's just so fun seeing these friendships grow and develop and become more than just you know, a couple of the friends. But yeah. like you said before, they're a friend group. Yeah. Well, because at this point, Brendan, Brandon are no longer the new kids. Nope. They've been nope. here for a bit. So the girls are at their not sleepover, slumber party, <laughs> not slumber party, whatever you want to call it. And they're all in their jammies and dancing around the living room. I thought that was so cute. I have seen you and your friends back in the day do the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. So cute. You have so to do that at a slumber party. So Cindy brings them in food, and they just grab her and pull her in to join them dancing. That was so cute. To me, that was so beautifully written and beautifully acted, because it showed that relationship. Mm-hmm. That these girls, this whole group of girls, have accepted Cindy as their group mom. Group mom, yeah. And it's like, group mom, they love her so much, and she's so special to them, that they want her to come and join them and dance with them. I was like, yeah. oh, my heart melted. It was very sweet. Especially because it wasn't like it was just Brenda. No, it wasn't. I don't even think it started off as Brenda. I, I can't remember so. who, but I want to say it was Kelly. Was I, one who, that just made me, made yeah. my heart happy. It was very sweet. Yeah. So she gets in there and she dances like a teenage oh, girl herself and just because, has a blast. Because I think at some point every teenage girl has something that they did, they danced like that too. Just oh, jamming yeah. out. Do you remember your song? Which one? The the one that if it comes on, you and your sister had the dance. Oh, I'm did. so excited. Add a girl. Yep. Yeah, because it was on Just Dance. Yep. And we knew that Just Dance danced really well. <laughs> yeah. Hannibal could... I, I, I would love to see if you still can do this, but at least back in the day... I probably could still do it. She could get on Just Dance and to... I'm so excited. She would get a perfect score on the dance of it every single time. Yeah. Never failed. On the hardest difficulty, on whichever version of Just Dance we had. Well, the one on Connect, when it really saw every single movement you made. Oh, yeah, that was... So that song, I could put that song on any time, even without Just Dance on, and you and your sister would get up and do the dance. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, so Kelly had invited her friend... Amanda to come because Amanda. Amanda wanted to hang out. She's a senior and she was invited to this frat party. Not a big fan of Amanda. Not a big fan. If I'm being honest. Yeah, throughout most of this episode, I do not like her. But Amanda shows up. She's surly and she's acting like she's just so above all this and she's better than all this. Like she's just too cool to be oh, there. I just did not like It's very her. obnoxious. And then once they start gathering all the snacks, like you must do for a sleepover. Yes. Then suddenly she just goes off. Yep. Oh, okay, we have chocolate ice cream, vanilla mm, ice cream, vanilla. chocolate oh, syrup, and whipped cream. Do you have mm. any other cookies? Yeah, I think they're in the cupboard. Oh, I love cookies smushed in ice cream. The best. <laughs> mm. Do you ever put popcorn in your ice cream? 
Disgusting. <laughs> no, it's really good. Well, we soup. have microwave popcorn in the bowl over there. Mm, All right. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amanda, what do you want? Do you want vanilla or chocolate? Uh, nothing for me, thanks. Oh, come on, Amanda. You're going to make us all look like pigs. You said it. I didn't. It just turns and looks straight at her and just snorts. Oh my goodness! He's so happy. That was so great. And just when you know they're goofing around and you're gonna make us all look like pigs and they're just being funny and, and you like, said it. And I'm just like, it's like it's oh. one thing if you're being like passive aggressively mean, but she was just being outright rude the and entire time. Watching the other girls, the ones who have known Amanda longer who have looked up to her, perhaps, like Kelly mm. does, and watching them just be unsure how to respond. And when Brenda just grabs all the snacks, looks over her, and snorts like a pig, just uncaring. Just like, I don't care what you think. I'm going to be me. I love it. I was over there just like, yes. Good job. Well done, Brenda. Excellent. So that right there was a beautiful example of what I was talking about, on how Brenda was written and how she acted in this episode, mm -hmm. is just so awesome. Oh, yeah. All right, so then we go over to see the boys, and they've showed up to this really fancy club, but of course they're underage, and the bouncer won't let them in. No. Steve thinks he can buy their way in, and the bouncer's just like, no. And Brandon's just like, let's just find something else to do, and I'm sure he was already thinking of some other fun things that right. they could go and occupy themselves with doing. But No. But no. 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 So they go back to the car and Steve's just mad because, well, he's Steve and he really thought we were going to go to that club and pick up some girls. I well, think he just really wanted to look cool in front of Brandon especially because I think he respects him. Yeah. And so he just wants to seem like the put together, like, yeah, I know how to do this. Steve just always wants to look cool. He doesn't, yeah, it's just kind of Steve's way. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily that he feels he wants to just look cool, but I feel like he wants to have that put together, like, yes, I know how to do this kind of yeah. thing going for him. But there were two girls in the parking lot who watched the boys arrive originally mm -hmm. and who did not stop watching them the whole time they were in line and when they went back to the car because they couldn't get in the club. So these two girls come over to them and start hitting on them. As soon as they started doing that, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> these boys. Because I don't read the Hulu descriptions yeah. before I watch an episode. Because I so many times the they give things away. Mm -hmm. And since you haven't seen it, right. I'm really glad you don't. Well, because what's great is that my Hulu, it's always in my continue watching. Mm -hmm. So I just have to click on the next episode and I don't even look at the descriptions. Good, good. Yeah, so I, I didn't see the description of what gonna happen here but, but you, it was you pretty tell. You it was pretty tell. easy to figure out so the girls want to go and do something with the boys and they say there's this empty parking lot or abandoned parking lot by a school nearby so the four of them squeeze in the little two-seater corvette and drive off mm -hmm. so we go over and we see the girls at the walsh house and they're all like completely just crash on the couch in sugar shock. Oh, yeah. I love the way the word sugar shock. Sugar shock. I've never heard that one before. I've heard yeah. sugar crash, but I've never heard sugar shock. I'm going to use that one. I like it. I like it. Well done, writers. I like that That's phrase. That's pretty good. That's a good one. It. That's a good one. But Amanda's annoyed and bored and tries to convince Kelly to leave and go with her to a frat party. I really loved that Kelly was, like, unashamedly, like, siding with Brenda. She's like, no, I... I promised Brenda I'd be here. I'm not leaving. Yeah. I think it was a testament to how much she respects her friendship with Brenda. Yeah. That she doesn't want to just throw that away to go to some frat party. Even if you could tell Kelly was even kind of getting that, like, I'm kind of bored. I don't really enjoy this as much. But because Brenda's her friend, she was like, no, this is what we're doing. I said I'm going to do this. We're going to do it. I think she was enjoying it more earlier on, mm -hmm. but then once the sugar shock hit and it was suddenly like, now what do we do? Yeah. She just didn't know what to do at that point. But that's every slumber party. Is yeah. at some point, then the snacks, you're done eating snacks, and so then it's like, okay, 
now what? Yeah. But that's usually the point that the everybody starts discussing now what. But when you have someone like Amanda there who's bringing the party vibe down, mm. it really makes it very difficult. Yeah. But then, <laughs> when Andrea pulls out that Ouija board, I'm like, I was like oh, oh no. Gosh. Here we go. Ouija boards. Yeah. And the girls, of course, start getting scared because they're teenage girls and it's a Ouija board. And Yeah. I don't think anyone's afraid of Ouija boards anymore. No. 2020 hit. We're not afraid of anything anymore. (laughs) True. The timing happened to work out perfect that David and Scott are there outside the window of their house taking pictures in with the flash Uh. on on the camera. Right when the Ouija board scary. I don't know if you hear the air quotes around scary. But right when the scary part of the Ouija board happened. Which wasn't even that scary. I am here. And I'm like, really? Who's pushing that there? I'm going to guess Amanda because she was probably trying to scare them. Yeah. But then they march <laughs> over to the window and they rip the camera out of David's hands and then they go back inside, shut the curtains. I love their little unison curtain shutting. Yes. That was adorable. Great. And just that like, mm-hmm, we did that. And then David, that was my mom's camera. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the extent of David and Scott's part yep, of the whole we show, don't right? see We them don't again. see them again. Nope. But then Amanda tells them all that they have ruined her night. It's too late to go to this frat party. So now she's going to return the favor. So she has intentions of ruining the rest of their night. Like, guys, kick her out. Like, Brenda, this is your home. Just tell her to get out. We don't want you here, Amanda. Go away. I think the only reason that she didn't kick Amanda out is because she knew that it was Kelly's friend. Yeah. And she and Kelly have still, up to this point, kind of been at that weird point where it's like, we're either going to be best friends for life, or we're going to kind of be like, just like, close friends, but then sort of drift apart someday. Yeah. They hadn't really, I mean, like, they've had a couple, like, bonding moments, but it's still at that point where she's like, I don't want to kick Kelly's friend out of this party. Yeah. You know? So over with the guys now. And they go to an empty parking lot to make out. And I watched this episode with your sister since she's home from college now. Mm-hmm. And she happened to be off work that day when I was watching this. And all she could think as they were driving there, she told me, she's like, they're talking like they're wanting to, you know, get it on. They're in a two-seater car with four of them. How is that physically going to work? And I was just laughing so hard. Like, that's a great point. They're not thinking this through. No, because they're dumb teenage boys. Yeah, they're thinking with their junk. Mm -hmm. And the girls are definitely taking advantage of that. Oh, yeah. So they get to this empty parking lot to make out. And Steve definitely thinks there's going to be more going on than there is. But the, the girl who was with Steve, Trina, I think her name was. Trina, yep. She starts telling him how uh, she's, like, nuzzling and kissing on him. It's like, I want to drive your car. As soon as she said that, I was like, Steve, don't listen to her. Don't let this stranger drive your car. I think he's just too trusting. She could have told him anything and he would have believed it if he thought he was going to get any kind of anything from her. Yeah. Which, I mean, they did, Brenda did, you know, roast him earlier on in the episode saying that all he gets is cheap thrills. So dumb Steve is very excited at the prospect of some excitement. So he lets this girl drive his car and he's thinking she made it sound like she doesn't know how to drive a stick hardly. So they hop out and she just very clearly knows how to fake not knowing how to drive a car. Yeah. And then start, stop, start, stop, start, stop driving it through the parking lot and Steve's over there's like oh man she's grinding the gears and he's just trying so hard to not freak out Brandon and the girl he is with right now they're just sort of chilling out watching like what's happening and then the girl behind the wheel looks over and says let's go or come in or get in or I don't remember what she said like come on I think yeah and so the girls with Brandon just looks over them and just like and ran to the car, and they took off. 
Steve, yeah. you idiot. You just allowed someone to steal your car out from underneath your nose. Yes, he did. They wait in that parking lot for over an hour. For over an hour. And Steve really does think that the girls are coming back. And this is the part where I was like, okay, I think he might just be too trusting, not just thinking with his junk. I, I don't know. I think it's a combination. My, my opinion is that as Brandon was trying to tell him, we were, you were scammed. We were scammed. It just was such a blow to his manhood, a massive hit mm. on his ma- masculinity. Yeah. That he couldn't admit that. You know, that we, he was tricked. He was tricked and that he just couldn't admit that he fell for it because mm-hmm. that just makes him look weak and look dumb. That was my opinion. Yeah. But it still was heartbreaking to see him sitting And then he starts crying. Well, because Brandon gets ready and says, like, I'm going to go and tell the police that mm-hmm. your car has been stolen. I'm going to go and do that now. Um, are you coming? And Steve's determined that he's going to stay there and wait for the girls. They're going to come back. Yeah. And Brandon barely gets to walk away before he can kind of hear that Steve just starts breaking down. Oh, my heart. My heart hurt. I was like, Ian Ziering is a good actor in that moment. Just You know, Ian Ziering is just a good actor all around. I mean, absolutely. That I, guy could play, I mean, from everything I've seen online, he's a wonderful human in real life. The, the human of Einzering is a great person. But he can play a jerk so well. Oh, man. He <laughs> plays the douchiest of the character. Oh, yeah. And he makes it so believable. Like, but, ew. But then can turn it around like that to where you're just like, oh, you poor baby. Yeah. He just, and I think he also just probably, I mean, Steve probably just felt embarrassed. Mm-hmm. That in front of his friend that he was trying, it almost seemed like he was trying to like, seem even cooler than oh, he normally yeah. tries to in front of Brandon. And then suddenly he got conned and he's crying and I was like, oh, poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I will admit, Steve is actually, he's becoming one of my favorite characters. He's growing on you. He's definitely growing on me. At first I didn't really like him, but now I'm like, every episode where I get more, like we get more like stuff with Steve in it and I'm like, I quite like Steve's character. He's yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Because over the years, I think you're going to really grow to like Steve even more. And appreciate how mm-hmm. far he comes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and sure. I don't remember where I read this, but I read somewhere on the internet that a lot of the characters were started off one way, and as the actor really took on the role of the character... Mm-hmm. The characters almost morphed into more like their actor. That's pretty, pretty typical. Yeah. Of a lot of, um, when you play a character for so long, especially with TV like this. Some of the ones I read the most on was, um, Steve and that, that Steve became more Mm Ian-like and that David became more Brian Austin Green-like. Yeah. He went from the... The dorky little weirdo to, like, this kind of cool guy over time. Wait till you see David's character develop. He really becomes, he, he, the more he morphs into Brian Austin Green, the less he becomes the little weirdo. And the more he becomes really a fun, cool guy. Oh, yeah. As soon as he's not a freshman anymore, I'm sure he's going to be so much less of a little weirdo. Because he won't be a freshman anymore. I still love him, even as a little weirdo. Oh, me too. He's so wonderful. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the girls. And Amanda suggests they play skeletons in the closet. And it's just a way, basically, to embarrass each other and to bring out every skeleton in your closet. Did I... you ever play this game? No, we just played Truth or Dare. Um, Played Truth or Dare. We'd play other games like this never have I ever so same idea of like revealing secrets but like those ones are a bit more like general group question based where skeletons in the closet is very on the spot your sister seemed very aware of this game when we were watching it I'm like I've never played this game apparently your sister has I don't doubt it I've heard like my other friends talk about playing this game before I just never was one to play well so Kelly goes first And she's talking about, she was asked um, about her first time. 
So she's talking about her first time, and that it was with Steve, and she's talking about it in a very sweet way, and it's and, so cute. And, like, it's cute that even though they've broken up, she still she's, thinks about that in a positive light. Yeah, she still has very That's fond really memories of that time with Steve. And then Amanda says, tell us about your real first time. That was the point when I saw the look on Kelly's face. I was like, what happened to Kelly? Exactly. Who and let me her? tell you, as Kelly goes on and tells this story, the thing that was going through my mind is, again, these people were children. Fantastic actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Jenny Garth just pulls you in in the most simplest ways. She starts talking about this football guy that she had a crush on and that she was really had always wanted to mm-hmm. be with. And in modern terminology, the way she described it, she was raped by this guy. Yes, she was. But you could tell she didn't think of it like that because she did want it. But not in that time, in that way, at that moment. It's it's still rape. Yes, but... At that point in history and to the person involved in it. Sometimes you don't think of it like that. Mm-mm. And again, one of those moments, the show did such a good job of... Handling it so delicately. Yes. Beautiful and, way to say that. But handle. also very honest. Yes. Like, they're not trying to hide the details or yeah. make light of what happened, but they are being very nice, very kind. Yeah. To not only the characters, but to anyone who mm-hmm. might have mm-hmm. gone through something like that. But oh my goodness sakes... Jenny Garth, those had to be real tears. If those were not real tears... Okay, because also, I don't know if everyone else who watched the episode noticed, but at one point when she was crying, mascara started running. Seriously, that was exactly what I was thinking. Up until that point, it's like, you could easily do the one fake tear come down thing. Actors are pretty... They get pretty good at, you, you know, turn acting. The, yeah, you turn the camera, you put a little eye drop, and it comes back to you, and one tear falls Or down. even just faking a, a tear or but two is Jenny easy. Garth, woman... That was a beautiful crying scene that just... And also, she cries so pretty. Some people have... She's got a beautiful cry. She's very lucky in life to have a pretty cry. I have the ugliest cry on planet Earth. My whole face scrunches up. Look back at your wedding pictures, Hannibal. Yeah, you're crying in most of them. And it was like, I was so happy for you. But I couldn't stop crying, like, the whole day. But I ugly cry, so I look like I am distraught. And about to go crazy. <laughs> I hate them. I look at them like, I'm like, <laughs> it just looks horrible. And I'm like, oh my, oh goodness. my goodness. It's okay. Why can't I cry like Jenny Garth? She has the most beautiful cry ever. It's fine. Your bad cry is genetic. I got it too. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Let's go ahead and take a break. I think this is a good point. It's probably a good point to take a break. We'll be right back. Okie doke, we are back from break. We back. I'm ready to talk about the rest of this. How about you? I'm very ready to talk about the rest of this. Okay, let's start with the boys. Oh, the boys. So they're at the police station. And your sister was watching this with me, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. She was so mad that the police officers would not let, her, let them file a report. Yeah, that seemed odd to me. But I can understand why. Because legally speaking, they did give this person permission to drive the car. He did give her the keys and grant her permission to drive the car. Yes. And he the ju- argument could be made that he said around the parking lot, but... But that's a that's so hard to It's such a proof. semantics thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I understand why the police were doing that. Yes. But but at the same time, it is not the owner of the car that drove off with the car. Yeah. I think, like, would you, like, I don't know, it just seems so weird. It's so weird, but it's so, that's the law. You have to be very legalistic. So as they're in the police station, and somebody, they say, they ask them about, is your car... Well, how do they phrase that? Well, no, they um they were about to call because obviously they have no way to get home. <laughs> no. Um, 
I did kind of wonder about something, and I saw Brand. it looked like Brandon wondered about it too, when Steve said something when they were standing there about like, should we call your mom or my mom? And Steve said, your mom for sure, at least your mom won't hit me. He I said that. Really? He yes, did? Yes, he did. How did I miss that? Yeah, he said, at least your mom won't hit me. Oh. And then, and then Brandon like is holding the phone and, tar- and like kind of gives Steve this look like, what did you just say? And that questioning, and that's when the cop walked up. Wow. And that's when he came up and asked, "If you is your license plate? And he read it off. I ate a Ferrari. I ate a Ferrari. That's hilarious. So Steve. Okay, I don't know which creator, writer, whoever came up with this license plate Whichever number. Whichever one of you it was. You were amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was laughing, and I'm like, that is brilliant. I am so into unique plates like that that mean something. Oh, yeah. Your dad and I will be on a road trip. And how many times on family road trips, like when we drove to Seattle with your yeah. sister, her senior year of high school. You see a unique license plate and you got to try and figure out what does that mean? That's the family conversation in the car for the next 20 minutes is trying to decipher that license plate. Yeah. When it's clearly like someone put in that license plate oh, and not like not just, just a random yeah not just a randomly no. produced one but no personalized plates man they're so funny they're so fun like i won't say it out loud because that would just be you know weird but your sister has a personalized plate oh it's so funny and i've had so many people ask me what does that mean <laughs> and i have to explain to them that it was just a nickname given to her yeah by her friend in high school and it's just stuck so it's just so funny I ate a Ferrari. I also think it's such a clever little way to show how much Steve cares about his car. Yes, he because loves he, his car. he put personal plates on it. It's his you know? Corvette. He loves his baby. He loves his baby. But the girls were <laughs> stopped driving over 100 miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah. I think they figured out how to use those higher gears, Steve. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> So let's take a break from the guys for a minute and head over to... Back to the slumber party. The slumber party. That's not a slumber party. It's not a slumber party. And it's Andrea's turn in the hot seat. Oof. Yeah. This is a pretty long clip. Yes. But it's worth sitting through to get all of the information out of it. Yeah. Go ahead. Ask me anything. Why does everybody call you Andrea? Excuse me? What are you, British? I mean, Andrea? <laughs> it is pretty pretentious. It's pronounced both ways. But Andrea is, uh, oh, it's a little boring and common. I like to be different. Good answer. So, am I through? No, not yet. Have you ever slept with a guy before? Uh, that's really personal. That's the point of the game. If you can't take it, maybe you should go home. No. No, I have, um, never slept with a guy before. I mean, yet. Well, if you could sleep with any guy in school, who would it be? (sighs) Come on, you guys, I can't answer that. Yeah, you can um, I don't know, I, uh, I guess, I get, uh, I, I guess it would have to be, um, Brandon. No. No? No, not Brandon, no, it, you know, it would have to be Hans Fleshman. He is this incredibly gorgeous lifeguard who pulled me out of the water when I was stung by a jellyfish at, uh, Zuma Beach last summer. Sure, Andre, we believe you. What is this? I told you, Brandon is just a friend. I do not want to sleep with him. Wait a second. Is this the same guy you're always walking around the halls with, batting your big cow eyes at every day? What are you talking about? (laughs) Get a life, Andrea. The whole school knows. Not that they care. Oh, it is Brandon. Ah! 
That sound right there, listeners, (laughs) that is right there why I clipped the entire thing. Because one, I wanted if you guys could have seen her face, like, getting more and more excited, and then that, ah, at the end. Yes! I have so many things to say about this clip. Go for it. Starting with, why is Amanda just being so mean? Like, I get that it's supposed to be her character, and that's what she's therefore is she's really good at it i mean conflict needs to happen for there to be solutions i get it but it still is not pleasant to hear her ragging on everybody that i care about in this show yeah but poor andrea i've i have been andrea at sleepovers before mm-hmm. where it's a group of girls who are pretty gossipy like most most teenage girls and pretty comfortable with each other and with sharing things, but I was not that way. I was a lot more like Andrea growing up. So I've been that kid who was forced in some way in a group of girls to admit to a crush. And it's always uncomfortable, especially for poor Andrea sitting across from her crush's twin sister. Mm -hmm. In her crush's house. Yes. Oh, poor Andrea. I understand why she started off with, I I can't tell you guys. Yeah. Just that, like, I'm not going to tell you guys. This is not the time. So uncomfortable. But we now do have verbal confirmation that she does have a crush on Brandon. I'm not just reading into things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I have been waiting for this episode for so long. And we got an explanation of why it's Andrea, but we did hear Andrea at one point. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes sense. Both are correct. Yes. But she prefers Andrea. Yep. I like that. I kind of like that it's just a preference thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Rather than it's like, my name is pronounced Andrea. Because if that's how it actually was, then it probably, it would be a lot more pretentious. Yes. But the fact that she's like, I just like to be different. That's adorable. And I loved Brenda's like, good answer. Good answer. So after she is done, Donna's the next one on the hot seat. <laughs> Donna has no skeletons. She's incredibly very normal. I've also been Donna. You were a weird combination as a teenager of Brenda, Donna, and Andrea. Yeah, I made mistakes like Brenda. I socialized like Andrea. And I was about as, not to diss Donna's character, but naive and Mm -hmm. a little bit plain. In a good way, though. In a good way. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing. I mean, not everyone has to have all of these things that... Not everyone has to be a Kelly. Not everyone has to be a Kelly. And not everyone has to be a Brenda. No. You Sometimes you need a Donna in the group that can yes. just kind of keep things level. <laughs> so after her, Brenda goes next, and she tells a story about breaking up a couple of friends in Minnesota that were a couple. And then suddenly everyone starts getting mad at each other. And... Mm-hmm. Um, Which... Ke- I will say it started with Brenda. Like, yeah. that that was on her. <laughs> yeah. Kelly admits that after Brenda started dating Dylan, that she still was flirting with him. She had liked him for so long. Brenda does not handle that well. No, she doesn't. Which, this did we is, think Brenda was going to handle that well? That moment is one of those <laughs> where the phrase, don't be a Brenda, comes from. But Amanda just looks like she is just loving this. This chaos ensuing in front of her. Well, because her her plan was to make the party bad. Yeah. Since they ruined her night, she's gonna ruin Mm -hmm. their night. I love that it backfired, though. It backfired so hard in the best possible way. All the girls end up deciding that, like, yeah, we may have been mad at each other, or we may have said some things that we probably didn't need to say, but at the same time, we, they're closer now because mm-hmm. of it. The group hug that they all do. Oh, my heart. Oh, my goodness. That's I think that's the first time that we really get to see all four of these girls just being friends all four together, of them. Together. All four Not together. Not just like yep. Brenda and Kelly with kind of like Andrea's also there. Or like Brenda with Kelly and Donna. Yeah. You know, now it's the girls. Yep. That's kind of nice. 
Amanda cannot handle all that happiness, though. No, so she leaves in the middle of the group hug. Yes. But she forgets her purse. And when the girls go see her purse, they just, they innocently reach for it to try to be, like, gonna grab and go take it out to her. But instead, it knocks over and it spills. And out pours a whole lot of pills. A whole lot of pills. And that was the moment that Kelly recognized what those pills were. She even commented on the fact that her mom used to take those same kind of diet pills. And how diet pills, when you take them too much, can change your personality. They can change your personality pretty severely. Mm -hmm. And they can cause a lot of health problems. So Amanda's skeleton is out. She refused to tell them because she didn't feel that they deserved to know. But now, when she comes back in for her purse... It's too late. They already know. <sighs> so she comes back in to get her purse. They, Kelly specifically, talks to her and lets her know that she knows what's wrong. She knows what, why she's acting the way she's been mm-hmm. acting. And Brenda talks to her in a sting. Yeah. I liked that when Kelly was talking to her, it was about the pills and how she shouldn't be taking them. And then she kind of has that like, well, my skeleton's out and... Like, she tries to still be all snarky about it and mm-hmm. make, like, she was going to leave. And then Brenda makes it clear that she's like, no, you stay. Yeah. Which you're part of this group now. She's stay. understandably shocked, considering how she's treated them mm-hmm. all night. And then she's like, really? It was such a kind, caring move for Brenda to do that. It really was. That ha- That took such guts. Because human nature... Would make you be like, get out of my house. You've ruined enough. We're going to enjoy each other's company because we don't like you. But for Brenda to be so big hearted. And I'm just like, oh, Brenda, you're so sweet. That made that made me very happy to mm-hmm. see. Because that's really hard to do. To be nice to someone when they've been openly mean to your face Oof. all evening. Very difficult. But then they all sit down and Donna goes to get some cookies and... Amanda decides she wants some cookies, which was obviously playing into her, you know, issue with the diet pills. And Mm -hmm. then she's like, you know what? I'm going to cut loose and have some cookies. I doubt her problems ended there. I doubt it, too. She she has a long road ahead of her. I mean, as much as I would love for all of my problems to be fixed by a single cookie, I don't think it's going to happen. No. No, I don't think it's going to happen. But it's a step. And wait, does baking cookies solve your problems? I think it solves problems. Okay, good. Because I like to bake. I also love to bake. I have like a list of things over the next few days that I'm going to be baking. <laughs> oh my goodness. I Merry need to figure Christmas. that out. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Let's yeah. go finish up what the guys are doing. Oh, let's go check in with them. Oh, uh, so the boys. The boys. So Trina's flirting with Steve. Yes. And trying to, you know, sweet talk. At first, he's doing a really good job of being, like, mad and, like, standing up and saying that, like, yeah, these girls stole my car. And then suddenly... She turns on the charm. With Brandon and the police officer standing right there. Yep. And Steve's like, oh, yeah, let them go. I'm not going to press any charges. Do you take visa? Well, no, not even before that even, because Steve wasn't going to press charges. But the police were like, she has... Another outstanding ticket. Like For a different speeding A different ticket. speeding ticket. And now another speeding ticket. And so she has a $150 fine she has to pay before she can even yeah, get out. Bail. Bail. She's been arrested. She not has because bail of this. money. And Steve pays it. And Steve pays it. Unquestioningly. Steve, stop thinking with your man parts. And of course Brandon's saying they're like, Steve, 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 Steve. <laughs> you Steve. can tell Brandon just was looking at him call him. Like, Such an you're idiot. about to do this, aren't you? You're being dumb. Just that look of, like, <laughs> I'm I'm going to get to tease you about this later, aren't I? Yep. I, yep, I'm going to get to tease you about this later, because you're doing exactly what I just said you probably shouldn't do. So they're outside the police station, and Trina writes on a piece of paper and folds it and hands it to Steve. He thinks she's giving him her number. Because she's saying, call me, and tomorrow works. Yeah. I'll make it up to you. Thank you. And then the girls just walk away. Mm-hmm. And what is that paper when Steve opens it and looks at it? It's a coupon 
for what a nail salon was it a, a nail a, man, a manicure manicure a manicure for one free manicure oh my and the look on steve's face at that moment when he realizes oh I, it was a con all along all along and brandon's just there like yep yeah but then i i do love that then steve just kind of goes like sigh well all right this will be fun and brandon's like i'll give it to brenda she'll use yeah. it well, no, Steve offers it to Oh, does Brandon. he? I he says, remember. He says, here, your sister could probably use it. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. So Brandon gets home, and the girls are all sleeping in the living room. Oh. This moment. Let's just listen to this. Brandon. Those guys have died to be in this room. Where have you been? Doing what? Um, you know, guy stuff. What'd you guys do? Oh, you know, girl stuff. So we've talked many times before, Hannibal, how much we just love their brother-sister relationship. Yeah. And this was another one of those moments that was just so sweet that when he talks at the beginning of this clip about, you know, most guys would die to be here they would this, this is just like a guy's dream walk in and i'm um, in the middle of a slumber party with a in bunch the of middle girls. of a girl's slumber party yeah. but brandon and all of his sweetness ignores that and has this moment with his sister where they just kind of Aww. tease each other a little bit and have that's that one thing that i absolutely love about this show and the walshes in general is that like we've talked about how they show a very healthy family dynamic, which yeah. you don't usually see in TV, especially in this show. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of that, but I also love getting to see this very healthy sibling relationship yeah. and a very realistic sibling relationship between like all these little tender moments that they have and some of the moments where they're like mad at each other. It's just it's a very real real showing of what siblings are like. Absolutely. I agree. And I also just thought of something. I What's don't that? think we've seen other siblings in this show at all. I think you're right. The Walsh twins are the only siblings we have seen in this entire show. Everyone I, else is... In years in the future, we will, but I don't want to give away too much. Right. At this point, with the knowledge that I have, based on the episodes I've watched, the Walshes are the only siblings in the group yes. because listeners i work very very hard to make sure this podcast stays spoiler free for hannibal at this point she has not seen or has memories of anything beyond the episode we are talking about yeah and i i don't watch ahead like mm -hmm. i already said earlier on i don't read the episode descriptions and yeah i don't even i know nothing <laughs> which is part of the charm for me is because I do know, and I may I'm, or may not watch a few episodes ahead with your sister, like we did today. That's fine, but because you guys have seen it before. Yeah. But for me, if I start watching ahead, I'm going to end up getting confused and talking about things in the wrong podcast, <laughs> and it's just going to be a mess. So I'm really excited because, yeah, there's yeah. so many fun things coming up ahead. I'm so excited. Love it. All right, so shall we move on? I think we shall. Let's talk about ratings, Hannibal. All right. Ratings for this week. <laughs> I personally really enjoyed this episode. I I think we got a lot of really good development as far as the girls' overall friendship, as yeah. far as their little group goes. I feel like they're pretty solid now. Mm -hmm. And I we got some fun entertainment of Steve being <laughs> an idiot and... Than David also being an idiot. You know what I love is that Steve's turning more into a lovable idiot, not, not a, a I want to punch you idiot. Yeah. It's like yeah. most of his moments, even when he's being a bit of a jerk, it's still just kind of like, oh, Steve. We all have that friend. We all have that friend. Casey. Yeah. He's the Steve of your past. Yep. <sighs> Pretty much. Anywho. But <laughs> back I... on track. Back on track. So I think... For this week's episode, I'm going to give it a On nine. a true 10 On peach scale. On a true 10 peach scale, I'm giving this one a 9. Really? Yes. Love it. On a true 10 peach scale, this is a 9 for me. I Because I'm a very character 
driven person mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to stories and Me there was too. a lot of character building in this episode yeah there wasn't a lot of like plot movement mm-hmm. all that much i mean the slumber party most of that was just the girls sitting around and talking the Which guys were so. mostly just in steve's car yeah as far as the setting, it was very minimal, but it was very character-based, and I loved it. Yeah, it wasn't quite a bottle episode because they were in multiple places. Yes. But it was as close to a bottle episode as this show has gotten so far. That's true. Like, Dawson's Creek would do a lot of bottle episodes. Yes, because bottle episodes are cheaper yes. to film because then you only have one set. It's very yeah. easy. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved my Dawson's Creek bottle episodes. Oh, yes. The Hurricane. The Hurricane. Oh, it was one of my favorite episodes. Oh yeah, of all time. I'm thinking of any other friends. I'm just wondering episodes. suddenly who wrote that one, because I know there's some crossover. I know there is writers. some crossover. I How was just funny remembering... would that be if it was one of our favorites? That'd be funny. It was a crossover one. So then, Mom, what would you give this episode? On a true ten peach scale. On a true ten peach scale. I'm an eight point five on this. Eight point five for you? Yeah, I don't like it as much as last week, but pretty close to it. Pretty, Pretty close. close to it. It's it's one of those high up ones for me, uh, for many of the same reasons you gave. Mm-hmm. I loved the the story and the the characters together in a group effort like that. I I was sad that we didn't have any Dylan on this one. Yeah, that was a bit of a bummer. We didn't have much of David, mm-hmm. so that was a bit of a bummer too. But the four girls. But the four girls. I loved, loved, loved. Having a story centered around the four girls together. Not any yes. one specific, all four together. All four of them in a setting where mm-hmm. it was, I think it was almost like, it was a very easy way for them to go, okay, why are these girls who aren't really friends suddenly friends? Yeah. And a slumber party is a great way to do that. It's a very good writing move. So on IMDb, as of when I at least wrote down my tracking paper here, this one had an average of a 7.3. So that's one of the higher up episodes that is, on the ratings on IMDb. That is pretty high. Yeah. All right, Hannibal, what are your fun facts and interesting information? Well, we kind of talked about it earlier, but the writer for um, this week's episode was Darren Stark, yeah. creator of the show, the main man. Which Darren is why Stark. we love it so much, Which, because the main man rocks. And because he knows his characters. He does. He you does. Know? I, I feel like it's it's good to see that there's a pattern of every time that there's big episodes that are a lot of character building, especially for our main little cast. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that that's when it seems like Darren Star's step would step in and that's the episode he would want to write. And mm-hmm. I think it shows it shows a good writer. It does. He knows his characters and wants to make sure they're written well. Yeah. And a lot of care went into this show. And I think it shows. It definitely shows that this, the the writers, the directors, the producers. They liked the show. They Yeah, they liked the show. They liked these characters. Mm-hmm. They felt connected to them. And yeah, it's really great. Yeah. Really great. Any others? No, that's right. it. How about a little teaser clip for next week? Next I... week's is East Side Story. Ooh, I would love a teaser clip for next week. This is Kelly, that's Donna, the guy back there is Steve, and this is my sister Brenda. Hi, nice to meet you. Oh, and this handsome devil is Nat, Mr. Beverly Hills Shishi himself. The same. He might be ugly, but he serves great pie. <laughs> From an old family recipe, right out of the box. <laughs> uh, who was who was Brandon introducing? I guess we'll Everyone's have to wait and see, won't we? We'll just have to see. That's why I picked it. (laughs) It's been fun, Hannibal. It's been fun. We'll see everybody next time on Back to to the Peach Pit. Pit. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Your reviews help us a lot. You can find all of our contact info and social media info at our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's episode. Thanks to Pixabay.com for their royalty-free music, where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band.